All right. Uh, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Um, this one's very special because we actually have a guest for the first time ever in the history of our 17 episodes. I have somebody on the podcast. I know you guys were expecting Andy and um, Jesus. I can't remember the other guy's name because he's uh, he's faded away as a friend. Why can't I think of his name? He plays guitar. No, actually, he doesn't play guitar anymore. He sings for Mirage. Um, he works at Absolute Merch. Um, but I promised you guys that they would be the first guests on. But it's funny how times change. They played a prank on me. They all unfollowed me on social media to try to get a rise out of me. And it didn't work. So that um, ruined our friendship. And uh, it's fine because Andy and I made up. Um, Loomis followed me back. Uh, but relationships with the other people are still kind of weird, but whatever. Um, so on to our first guest ever on the JMRK podcast uh, is one of my good friends, Garrett Ralph, uh, new to Orange County, moved here from San Diego. Uh, Garrett, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everybody? Dude. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast, man. It's it's an honor uh, to be the first guest on the Jamie RK podcast. And uh, I get I went from doing the uh, podcast uh, photo graphic to actually being a guest, which is sick. Yeah, honestly, I totally forgot to bring that up, but um, I forgot which episode it was, um, but I did tag you in the show notes. So Garrett did design the artwork for the podcast which is super awesome because I just wanted something super simple because beforehand um, everything was just mixed up and just random photos of me or random friends that I would post. And I felt like I needed to make it more uniform. So thank you, Garrett, for being down to design that and, uh, you know, listening to my vision. Heck yeah, man. Anytime. I love doing graphic design uh, on my spare time. So if you need anything else done, um, just let me know. And I know we want to link and build together and maybe do a potential graphic or something for your apparel. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely working up towards that. Um, we got new merch coming uh, sometime in the summer. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, I just got to get my uh, ducks in a row and figure that out. But I, I got some stuff that I've been sitting on for a while. Um, once I get that out, um, we'll definitely link and build and get some cool stuff out, hopefully by the end of the year. I'm psyched. So psyched, dude. Okay. Um, man, I, I totally had something that I was going to mention to you, but I totally forgot. Oh, okay. I, I totally remember. Uh, so we obviously have you on Skype, which is awesome because I don't have enough space in this studio to um, house guests. Um, and I don't even have the proper hardware. So um, it's awesome that you're willing to come on uh, with Skype. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it was really cool being able to do this. So um, learning that you can do it via Skype with uh, guests, it works out perfectly. And plus, you know, since we don't have too much room um, or you don't have too much room to kind of have guests over and we don't wanna really want to go to like, you know, a public place because there's just obviously it's public. People are there talking and it could just, you know, feed out the background. So. Yeah, this is the next best option. Uh, shout outs to. Um, my favorite MMA journalist, Ariel Helwani, uh, he has a really popular MMA podcast and he would have guests either call in or Skype in and, 
um obviously uh, quality differences in the um voices but to me it didn't matter because i was there for the content and the fact that people would call in and he would have guests different interactions i just got to the point where i just thought about like why can't i do that why can't i have people call in on skype it's just the same thing you know yeah definitely okay so more guests hopefully um people are uh, more willing to do it this way uh until we can uh, get big and get a proper uh studio space uh we'll just have people uh skype in yeah more people maybe get um you know i know felix maybe want to come on or big out or Evan or even like, you know, doing interviews with people over Skype. That would be super cool. Yeah, that's going to be like the the evolution of the podcast. Um, I, I still like doing the the typed version of an interview, but um, obviously as soon as we start to grow, um, interviewing people live is where I, I want to go. I, I want to invade that space and uh, doing the text ones are fun, but obviously like there's been so many instances where like they'll give me an answer and I wish I could hit them up with a follow-up question, but I don't right. really want to uh, go back and forth like a million times through email because it's hard enough just to get them to answer the first one. Um, so hopefully in the future we'll get people on and it'll be fine. Uh, they'll like start to recognize me more and I, I won't be so foreign. Some random guy coming out, like people go to my website and they're like, <laughs> this is like a random Disney guy. Like, why does he want to interview like my hardcore band? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that people like, you know, people never like kind of cross the two. I mean, it's, it actually happens a lot more than, than people realize that like, you know, people are huge Disney and Disneyland fans that are also into like the hardcore scene or more like, I guess, quote unquote, like taboo scenes and like, you know, more like, alternative lifestyles but it's it's a big thing yeah it definitely is i feel like um more recently it's become cool to not like disneyland because i remember like when i first moved to orange county uh seeing a hardcore kid at the park was very common and super cool because you know i'd be able to go and uh shout out their merch and like try to interact and make new friends um but recently i feel like uh kids like to go into the park undercover if that sounds weird um i don't know why but like obviously like i see people from local shows at the park uh trying to look um as civilian as possible which blows my mind because um i love seeing hardcore kids out in the wild and most of the time uh they're like awkward or maybe they just think i'm a freaking weirdo because i'll like run up to them like shouting out their merch like wanting to be friends or ask them like where they're from <laughs> yeah that's i mean i do that too though like you know if i see like someone rocking like a, a a band shirt that like i'm you know is a little bit more underground but you know i know and like and have seen before i'll go up and be like dude that shirt it's prime like it's it's prime time like let's link and build and like see if we you know might spark up a friendship or something like that yeah, for sure. Like, I, I always try to come with like what I feel is like good energy because I don't want to like weird people out too much. But I, I met like one of my uh, good friends, Chad from Oregon at the park. And it was like kind of like the reversal of what I normally do. Like I was waiting for my buddy to get out of the bathroom 
and he was waiting for his girlfriend to get out of the bathroom and he came over and complimented my shirt and i was surprised and i'm like dude like that's so cool that there's a hardcore kid from oregon down here complimenting my shirt so we exchanged like social media and just kind of stayed in touch and kind of just grew into being really good friends um to this day like we're still really good friends actually i was texting him the other day so that's why like like i like to meet like random hardcore kids because obviously i feel like we're going to be like-minded um but more recently i've kind of grown into not wanting to let people into like my circle because uh, i've been let down so many times by like new people it's kind of like a weird struggle because uh felix always wants to like hang out and meet new people and i've kind of like gotten over that and i'm like way more antisocial now than i used to be dang yeah I get it if that's, you know, if that's been like your experience and things like that. But, uh, you know, it, it happens. I mean, look at me, you know, I moved to Orange County. I mean, like, you know, how we met, it was a little, you know, different for like, because we had a, a mutual friend from, you know, that club that we were both in at one time. And then the we club. didn't really talk that much. Yeah, honestly, um, like, like knowing that you had moved uh, from San Diego to Orange County and the fact that you didn't really like know like a whole lot of people down here um was kind of like really good timing because at, at that point um i had the falling out with the people that i was living with and i just needed to finally cut myself out of like that social circle so i looked at you and i was like oh th this guy seems really nice and i'm um, really cool like let's take a chance on him and see if there's like real friendship there uh if that makes sense yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm. I I would say that there's real friendship there. I hope you feel the same. <laughs> no, 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 for for sure. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, there is, but I I just meant um I I just kind of took advantage of the timing, I guess, because I needed yeah. that. Like you didn't really like know like a ton of people, and I figured um we could try to link and build since I knew that we had um a common interest in Disneyland, which I know plays like a, a big role in both of our lives. Yeah, definitely. It's I mean, it's a huge role. I mean, considering my wife works there and and I'm live two blocks away from it and I'm there all the time. I just need to kind of handle my own stuff right now. And so okay, I can get back to getting that pass. OK, real quick. Uh, normally, I wouldn't do this on the podcast, but um, are you able to go to Disneyland on Sunday? Uh, like, wait, tomorrow? Oh damn it! You're not going to be in town. Yeah, uh, I, I no, totally forgot. I'm not going to be in town. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. My bad. Because uh, uh, Felix uh, hit me up and um, he wants to go, and he um, asked me to invite you. So that was me inviting you. Um, Dang. Yeah, it's all Dang. good. It's all good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, at, at least I'm getting the invites from Felix now. <laughs> Oh, right. I know that, that that was so bad that he didn't even mention um, inviting you to San Diego. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. Passes in the past. Yeah, for sure. Don't worry. Next time uh, there's even a word of going to San Diego, I'm going to fight for your invite. Oh, thanks, dude. Don't worry. Uh, I always have your back. Um, so trust me, next time we go, you're definitely going to be going with us. I appreciate it. Okay, so yesterday um, we had a little like briefing about our uh, podcast today. Um, I, I mentioned like a crazy story at Disneyland, right? Did you remember that? 
Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about it. Uh, you were, you know, you were keen to not say anything because you wanted to talk about it here. So let's dig into it. Okay, so I, I want to say it was Thursday. Yeah, it was definitely Thursday because I went to the park by myself. I wanted to um, hit a couple of rides before I went to the movies with uh, Felix and Big Al and get off the bus, you know, store, like it was like standard bus ride, whatever. And I'm walking up to the security um, checkpoint and I went to the tent that's furthest to the right because um, there was maybe like two or three people in line and I figured that'd be the fastest way in. So I'm like walking up to the table, just minding my own business. And I notice um, the guest, it was like a younger female, um, by my calculations, uh, she looked to be over 21, but I guess she wasn't because as I was walking up, um, her and the security guard, they were wrestling over her um, hydro flask. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are these two wrestling over this hydro flask? So it's like a tug of war, like going back and forth. And eventually the security guard gave up, but the girl was still pulling on it. So she pulled back and then her hydro flask like went upside down. And um, normally there's supposed to be water in your hydro flask, but hers was filled with beer, dude. So beer went everywhere, like over like the guests behind her over like both tables um, where you put your bag on to have it examined. It was just covered in beer and um the cops you know because anaheim pd is always right there so the, the cops rolled over and they're like what's going on and the security totally snitched on her they're like she had beer in her water flat or in her hydro flask so as um the cops are like pulling her out of line the cast members are like wiping down the table or like, to try to get rid of all the beer and I'm like, this is so crazy. So like I was watching the girl, the cops like made her dump out the rest of her hydro flask in the bushes. And she was like, all right, like I dumped it out of the bushes. Like, can I go in now? And the um, uh, cops were like, wait, um, like we got to check your ID now because you look underage. And she's like, damn. So she like just admitted. She's like, yeah, like I'm underage. And the cops just took her away, dude. Dang, dude. Yeah, it was literally like like the craziest thing because I just like walked up. I was just like minding my own business and I was seeing like beer being flung everywhere. And it was just like just it, it was so like crazy and surreal that I didn't even have my like, I didn't even have the time to think about pulling out my phone and recording it. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you never really have time to do that when it's like in a split second like that, um, unless you're already recording. But that's crazy. Dude, grad, dude, it must be grad night, dude. Always, it always happens on grad night, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it was so crazy that this girl was just like so desperate to get drunk at Disneyland. It, it, it was just like sad. Like I like low key felt bad for her, but at the same time, I was like, yes, like she's getting slapped by the swift hands of justice. <laughs> you should have been like, you should have been like, here's my card. You need to X up next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it was so freaking crazy because like and like you know I, i've thought about doing that with my hydro flask but not filling it up with um beer but filling it up with like soda or like a red bull because they wouldn't care yeah but it, um your stuff would like still stay cold right yeah yeah so i mean the, the whole point of it is that it's you know vacuum sealed double lines so whatever you put in there it'll stay that the temperature that you put it in there for like i think it's like eight hours maybe more for hydro flasks okay for sure because like i got one as a gift 
um, because everybody at um, my job when I used to work at Absolute Merch, everybody had one. And I was the only person that, that didn't have one. I was the guy that I was always walking to the water cooler like every 30 minutes just to drink out of those little like sample cups. But yeah. I actually got one, but I, I never really even did any like research on like how they worked. I just knew that they're supposed to keep your water cold. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I have a similar like a company makes a similar. I mean, a bunch of companies make the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, mine's called a 50 50, but I got mine um, from uh, my uh, sister in law. Shout out to Aaron Ralph, who works at um, and I'm not going to keep it X'd up right now. Ballast Point Brewery. So she gave me one <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not straight edge. So that might lose some followers. I'm no, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> it's all good. This isn't a straight edge podcast. Uh, all right. all, all right. I ask yeah. is for my guests to be themselves. Definitely. So um, so I got one through her. And all I do is use it for water anyways. Like you can use it for beer to keep it cold for like, you know, a few hours while you're out and about or something. But I just use it for water at work or like while I'm on the go and it, you know, whatever temperature you put it in there, it'll stay that temperature for like hours, maybe even like 12 hours. I forget the actual time frame, but for a long time. Do you want to hear something random that I've never told you? Yeah. I used to have a crush on your uh, sister-in-law. I I didn't even know she was married till we started hanging out. What? (laughs) You don't even know my sister-in-law, bro. (laughs) I just seen her Instagram obviously what instagram who aaron yeah i think so right is that you're talking about lexi's sister right no no so this is my brother's wife oh aaron. okay my, so bad, Lex, my bad yeah i, I think lexi's, you're talking about lexi's sister, sister is yeah. erica she's oh, married okay. dude sorry okay see i <laughs> yeah the, the ease okay so yeah wrong wrong sister-in-law yeah no that's erica shout out to erica estrada but she's married dude sorry that's no, all good um i i respect the marriage definitely um she's super cool though but like she's like i mean a big a big thing while why like lexi and i's relationship like kind of bloomed is because you know obviously at first there's like common ground common interests and we all kind of like the same music so we always go to shows and stuff together for the most part damn music bringing people together always wait like what bands did you guys like share common interest with um a big one was like you know, like the mid two thousands emo stuff, like the U, like classic The Used, My Chemical Romance, anything pop punk, Newfound Glory, all that stuff. Um, and, and then some hardcore stuff too. Like Lex, Lexi's more into some hardcore stuff. Like I mean, more like metalcore hardcore. So like every time I die, uh, the Ghost Inside stuff like that a little bit. Um, but that was like one of the major things that kind of brought us together. That's so crazy. Like sometimes I think back to that day at Disneyland when we met um, and we rode Casey Jr. Do you remember that day? Dude, heck yeah, I remember that day. That was a fun time. We had like a big, pretty big group too. Yeah, surprisingly, like I was surprised that I was even down to hang out like with you guys because by then I'd already uh, been out of the club. Uh, So sometimes like I think back and I'm like, man, like only if uh, Garrett and I like socialized a little more that day, like our friendship could have started like a lot like long or like a a long time ago. Yeah. Well, dude, like I consider like so we met. Right. And we hung out and we had a fun time. And then, you know, obviously at that time I was still living in San Diego, so we couldn't like hang out all the time. But like I would still see your posts and be like, dude, this like you got me into movements like you're like, dude, check this band out like on your Instagram. And I was like dude, this band is exactly what I've been looking for for like years. 
that's awesome shout out uh yeah. movements um shout out to pat he's a weird dude yeah it's pretty wild and then i also like have like friends from san diego that like know pat from being in like touring with bands i don't know if you ever heard of the band idle hands did you ever hear them no the only band i know from san diego is uh this band called fight fair shout out to fight fair best pop punk ever honestly i think they're the best band from san diego period and i will argue that till the day i die shout outs to alex bigman a lot of people don't like that people hate me for that but it's fine um they're just uh in in denial in denial no fight fair was sick i used to i used to um want this hoodie that they had it was black with yellow and it said fight fair with the san diego skyline and then on the back it was a it was a, a live a live pick of them and then had some lyrics that's awesome uh yeah for some reason every time i saw fight fair they never had cool merch so i don't own a single piece of fight fair merch dang yeah maybe yeah um, like like so i i'm friends with this guy back home uh his name's chris uh, and he's connected to those fight fair guys. Maybe I can track down Alex Bigman and uh, do like a collab. Gmercade.com X fight fair merch drop. That would be sick. Yeah, honestly, like I would have a lot of fun with it. Um, but I, I just want like one show. Like give me a final show because they just kind of disappeared. Yeah, they kind of just fell behind the curtain and like never said like oh we didn't break up like they didn't say if they broke up or they just like are they gonna do music it kind of just like dropped yeah stopped they they dropped that that ep remember it was like a little more like on the the punk side uh, which i was totally down with um and i figured we'd get like more music after that but they just disappeared yeah that was in kind of like the later 2000s right uh yeah, honestly, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was definitely in the later parts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dang. Miss him, dude. It's all good. Um, uh, by my knowledge, um, if you stick around long enough, um, every band will reunite at some point. It's true. With original lineups, too. It happens. Yeah, so... I still got my fingers crossed. It's uh, 2018, and um, I still think it, it could totally happen. Fight Fair, um, final show. We can get it either at the Shea Cafe or maybe Soma Main Stage. That would be wild. Soma Main Stage would be pretty big of a show for it. Or even Side Stage, but just like a packed Side Stage. That would be cool. But like. I, I kind of like low key don't like the side stages just because of how like the grounds like angled, you know. Dang, I love side stage, man. I've been to so many shows at sides. I mean, obviously, Soma being from San Diego, like back in the mid two thousands to late two thousands, that was like the venue. It, unless it was like s- purely like hardcore punk, then it would be at Shea. But uh, but like side stage, I've seen so many good shows at side stage. I mean, I know it's angled a little bit, but like I like the angle a little bit because it's it's not like a huge grade, you know, it's not like, oh, God, like I'm like angling myself to try and level myself. But like, I don't know, it just creates like a nice little even flow for like even if people are in the back trying to look at the band, they can still look at the band. Yeah, that's a good thing that um, the shorter people can stand in the back and still get a good view of the stage 
but yeah, yeah maybe it's different for me because i've literally only been there twice like once in 2008 for forever the sickest kids and then this year i went to go see fury and power trip yeah yeah it's Damn, cool actually, i mean it was th- th- that was 10 up? uh 10 years difference from, from yeah. my first time at side stage till now which is crazy that's a yeah, long time that's a lot that is a long time considering like there are a lot of big shows there between those times and it's not like that far, you know, it's from, from OC. I mean, obviously for the most part, it's either going to be, you know, uh, for a tour for bands, it'll be in like the greater LA, either in LA or orange County and then San Diego, or sometimes it'll just be like just orange County or just San Diego. So it's kind of like one of those things where I'd figure you would have gotten there more. Honestly, like low key, I hated San Diego for the longest time. Um, I, I used to date this girl um, who lived in Chula Vista. So um, let me give you a little background history. So um, grew up in Palm Springs, literally um, didn't have a lot of shows come through. And the small shows or the small amount of shows that came through um, was all because of my um, buddy, uh, Steve Kippel. Uh, I actually talked about this on one of the more recent podcasts. Um, so he had a little um, production company and he would bring cool shows, but it was always hard because he was losing money because the turnout wasn't that great because hardcore wasn't like a big thing where I was from. So it got to the point where me and my friends would have to drive out to Orange County or the Inland Empire for shows. And um, I've always loved hardcore. Um, I knew I would uh, never like grow out of it. So as I got older, I found an opportunity to move to Orange County and you know living here i'm just spoiled with so many good venues i you know don't even have to travel more than 20 minutes to get to a good show um and then by the time i started dating this girl um when we uh broke up i just never wanted to be in san diego so even if there was a good show um i just didn't want to go because i was still bitter and slightly sad because i just couldn't think about anything else but her when i was down there but I made an exception um, for, for um, one time during the summer. I'd go down there for Comic-Con. But other than that, I would try to stay out of San Diego as much as I could. I get it, man. I get it. It's no big deal. I mean, like you said, the venues out here are, like, amazing. And I'm just starting to figure that out, that, like, so many good shows come through Orange County, like, itself. Not even, like, the greater L.A., just straight Orange County. Dude, you got to experience um, the program uh, last weekend how'd you like that dude that was one of the greatest like ex- show experiences i've ever had um one because obviously it's fiddlehead and it's uh pat flynn who i grew up listening to with have heart obviously and then i unfortunately never got to see have heart live but just just to see pat flynn freaking belt out these amazing poem lyrics with fiddlehead too which is a great band shout out to fiddlehead it was amazing but then to have it in like this kind of smaller skate shop slash like record, almost record store. They sell some records there, right? Yeah, honestly, I, I think it's gotten to the point where it's like um, it's almost like half and half now because they yeah. add, they just added like a new fixture like not too long ago to hold more records. Yeah. So like we don't have anything like that in San Diego. Like it's it's normally just like at, you know, a venue like it's not at just some skate shop that's like totally a part of the scene that is like you know, welcoming these, you know, the, the scene in with open arms and saying like, we have these great shows coming through, come and hang out with us, which is like, I, it blew my mind. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. 
Yeah, and honestly, I, I think it was like extra special because um, like I've seen like you know all sorts of different uh bands in there like you know from obviously like your lower level like newer bands to some of the biggest bands in hardcore in that venue and every band has left the lights on so when fiddlehead was setting up and they turned off all the lights and just had those two floodlights in the back to light up the entire shop like that felt like way more like intimate and made the show feel like way more special in my opinion yeah definitely that was really cool too because like yeah i've never really been to a show per se where they just leave the lights on like that for the most part yeah so it's definitely um like a good experience and um after seeing them that night like i feel like i grew to love that band even more and i um like after seeing them the next day like i read this interview that this girl did um from boston i feel really bad that i can't remember her name right now but i will for sure link it in the show notes when we're done um but she did like this uh, this interview with um pat flynn she like sat down and talked to him for like three hours and she like did like a deep dive like about like you know pat flynn's life and like the band fiddlehead and uh i didn't even realize that they like the members they all live in different cities and uh trying to get them to do a show is super hard because they're all obviously like in different cities they're all doing their own things they all have like other bands so i I feel that um we were really lucky to be able to um, catch them at program yeah i know and that was really cool and I, it was even coming up to the point where I was like deciding if I could go or not just because of like my, my personal situation right now. And then like you were just like, dude, come on, like, are you going? And, and then I was like, I don't know. And then I asked my wife, I was like, yeah, I mean, I want to go to the show, but I don't know if I can. And she's like, dude, just go like I'm going to be at work. Um, just go handle. And it's not like it's crazy expensive. It was ten dollars, which is like, you know, what old shows used to be like oh how much is it to get in 10 bucks oh that's fine here you go so i was like wow this is great yeah i'm definitely glad you made the um, decision to come out because felix and i really wanted you to come out and experience it um not only because we know that you like the band but just because we knew that it was going to be like something special yeah yeah i appreciate it for you felix shout out to all you guys armando his brother big al um evan all all you guys man got me off of my butt and got me to that sweet, awesome, special show. All right. Um, I want to bring it back to, to digi- uh, I'm stuttering. I honestly, like I, I addressed this in the earlier episodes. Um, I stutter sometimes. Uh, so don't be weirded out if you notice me stuttering more than I normally do. Oh, no big deal, man. I definitely stutter a lot too. Like <laughs> I'll be catching myself talking to somebody and I'll just be like, Oh, well that, that, that just happened. Okay, but before I stuttered, I, I wanted to bring it back to Disneyland. Um, there's like a pretty big deal or a pretty big event going on um, this upcoming week at Disneyland. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I believe you're talking about the Pixar Pier premiere, correct? Yeah, dude. Uh, like, I, I, I like low key um, regret not buying a ticket to the red carpet event because um, I think it was yesterday. I was like scrolling through Instagram and. I noticed that uh, Raven, shout outs to Raven from Florida, um, she announced that she got sponsored um, for the event and that she was getting flown out and she was actually going to be here on Friday for the red carpet event. Dang. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal like um, to be able to experience everything like, you know, first or whatever. Um, but it's just so hard to justify paying the the ticket price on going. 
yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But I mean, I could see how it's totally worth it because one, it's like, you know, not as many people as it normally would be for just like a, a hard opening, like the real grand opening. And it's a red carpet event. So, you know, that like, you know, you'll have like really cool cosplayers like Raven. She's a cosplayer, right? Raven. Um. I, I wouldn't or, uh, no. no she's like more like a a quote-unquote a disney influencer uh, okay so a, more of like a disney like uh content kind of person come bringing out like disney new disney content and stuff like that honestly like like so um for your, the people out there who don't know the the price for the ticket to get into the event was 299 dollars before tax and most of the other like um, ticketed events to get into like these special premieres like they did for um, like Star Wars Night, um, where they brought back Hyperspace Mountain. They introduced Ray for the first time, or even their event for um, the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission um, Breakout. Um, those uh, events were only priced at like $99. So, like, I don't like the only reason why I could see um, them tripling the price is the fact that um, they're closing uh, that part of the park way earlier than they ever have for these events. Because um, the Guardians and uh, Star Wars events, they close those like towards the end of the night versus the Pixar Pier event. They're actually closing it at 3 p.m., which is like super early. I don't think I've ever seen them close the park or close a section of the park for a, an event like that early ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, they're going to close it super early so people can only get in at that time. And then I wouldn't be surprised if there's like, super special guests out there you know what i mean like maybe some of the voice actors from some of the picks like maybe even the incredibles because obviously incredibles 2 just came out and the incredicoaster is one of their bigger attractions that's coming out so maybe even to have some of the voice actors like there walking around or like doing meet and greets that would be pretty wild i mean they've never done anything like that from to my knowledge i don't think but that would be very cool i don't know like for me personally, I've never been excited to meet a voice actor. Like, really? Yeah, no, like hundred percent. Like, if oh. you're not like like a comic book like a writer or artist or like an actor, you know, like playing um, that role, uh, I just don't really care. And it, it's so weird because obviously it's like they are that animated person you know like i feel like i should be excited to meet these voice actors but whenever i just um see them at conventions or anything i just don't even really bat an eye for some reason dang man see i'm like i'm i'm pretty different just because like i mean one like i'm a huge cartoon nut and like there's so many different cross uh cross like universes through cartoon shows that have the same voice actor do different characters and i just love like kind of deep diving into like the characters that they do and like, you know, who they play and who they are and how they influence the character. Um, it's just something that interests me like a lot. Honestly, I feel like the only person that I would like be excited to meet from the Incredibles would be Samuel L. Jackson, just because of like, <laughs> every, everything else that he's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It'd be a huge, a huge, crazy thing to see him. But, uh, but I mean, they could do other stuff too. Like they could have like toy story people there or like, you know, other Pixar, um, people there. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm really bad since like, I'm not like really into knowing who does voices for who, um, people could show up that like did cool roles and I wouldn't even know. Aww. 
Well, I'm just like uneducated. Maybe um, you can help me out with that. I'll, I'll be there, man. I'm gonna help you out, and I'll be like, dude, this person, they do this, this, and this, and they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still just trying to like figure out like why um, it's three hundred dollars, you know? Because yeah. besides them closing the park like super early, obviously, like they're losing. Um, in theory, they're losing a lot of money uh, because other guests aren't able to stroll through there. Um, but I, I, I guess you know them giving away like all that free food—that's um, another cost. But other than that, I don't really see how you know people riding the rides early um, like calls for such a high ticket price. And like honestly, I even try to use my connections. Um, don't really want to give any names away, but I, you know, have people on the inside and they even told me that they couldn't even get a discount, um, on a ticket to the event. Everything was just uh, two ninety nine for everybody. For real? Like they weren't even doing AP discounts, cast member discounts, nothing. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, no. Okay. I could be. That's pretty wild. Yeah, for sure. Cause, um, obviously, uh, we're at the parks all the time and I really don't want to pay, uh, $300 for an afternoon um, at the park when I could literally wait to the next day and everything that was there the day before um, for the $300 uh, ticket price will be available, you know, um, but there will be like lines, which is fine because we're no strangers to that, you know? Yeah, no, we're no strangers to lines and shout out to Max Pass. We can just do that if we need to, but um yeah, I just, I don't see, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know why it's going to be that much and they are definitely going to be losing out on money, um, you know, from closing it down at three o'clock to having it till go, I don't know, are they having it go to like pretty late or is it going to be like 12 they close it? Uh, honestly, I think it's just going to go to like 12. I don't think it's going to go to like two in the morning like they normally do. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely losing out for sure on money, but... I mean, if that's what they want to do, like $300 is like a down payment for my that I put down almost for my freaking annual pass. Really? But see, like, OK, so I said them losing money, like in theory. But right now, um, that whole section, um, what the only things that are open down there are the knickknacks shop, that new shop. Um, oh, crap. I guess that um, that new uh well, not really new. The, the ice cream place with the snowman. What's his name? Yeah, so the abominable snowman. Yeah, but they're calling it the adorable snowman. Yeah. So th- honestly, I, I totally forgot that that was like on like the open path because uh, that that place has been like really popular since it's like the like the only new um, Pixar um, dessert place that's open right now. Yeah. So that place, and then also Midway Mania has still been open since they've been working on Pixar Pier. Yeah, can we get an update on Midway Mania, please? Yeah, something like new new games or something. Or the, the technology on 3D has gotten way better than what they have available. Like, um, could they use some of that money with that $300 ticket price to upgrade the 3D? Yeah, since they're doing a rehaul of the whole Pixar pier, or like the whole pier anyways, they should. Yeah. Um, and yeah. They, they have technology to make it to where it looks 3D, but you don't even need glasses nowadays. Yeah, like remember um, Nintendo uh, 
which handheld do they have um was it the 3ds right where they, it, it just had that slider button where you could turn the 3d on and off do you remember that yeah i remember that i remember when that first came out people were like raving about it yeah it was definitely like trippy but i feel like if they um could like implement that like imagine like getting rid of the cost obviously like we don't know like the real numbers but um, if they did 3D like that, they could get rid of the cost of um, having to uh, purchase those glasses, the maintenance on the glasses. Yeah, everything. Making sure people don't like take them. Yeah, all of that. All that. Just everything that has to do with the cost of the glasses and the logistics of it. It would just completely go away overnight if they just made one purchase to make those. You know, the 3D not have to be able. You know, not have to use those glasses. Yeah, I think we need to invade one of these like boardroom meetings and just like pitch that idea. Bingo. Be like, hey, Bobby Iger, we got an idea for you. Yeah, like you can't quit after all. Like you have to stay on this new project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Pixar Pier. Um, uh, so I was planning on going on opening day on Saturday. Um but I was supposed to go with Felix and I actually asked him about it um, earlier today. And he said that he wasn't sure if he could uh, go on opening day anymore because uh, he got a new job. Uh, congrats to Felix on getting his uh, new job. But um, so, so he said that he might not be able to go, um, which is like kind of a bummer because I was, I've been there for opening day for everything in DCA Um but honestly, I, I wouldn't be too sad, I guess, if I miss this like opening day because, um, you know, you've been a one op- opening day. You've been all of them. It's just chaos. Uh, millions of people uh, for sure. Rides are going to break down. Uh, you know, rides are going to get capped. Uh, the only thing I, I'd be interested in is uh, how early like I'd have to get there to actually book it um, or book a fast pass for um, the new ride. Granted, um, if they're even going to be on the max pass uh option right right away um and then if you really think about it the only real ride that's like changing to like like interesting changes is the Incredicoaster. like the 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 carousel is just going to be you know you can watch the carousel as it goes round and round with the new characters on it the only main ride that has like big changes is the in is the Incredicoaster. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that because obviously um, that's like one more um, fun ride we get to go on in DCA because we've been obviously limited since it's been under construction. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that because uh, rest in peace to Soren or not Soren, uh, Screamin. Uh, you know, th- that'd be like the the one ride that I'd always want to go on when I hit uh, DCA. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's a, it's always been a fun ride. Like I loved it. It was actually the first roller coaster that I went on that had a loop when I was like a kid when it first came out. Um, and I mean, I love the ride and I love going on it, but it definitely needed a little bit of work. Like it was getting, I wouldn't say it was getting stale, but I would like it needed a little bit more like new. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see if we end up getting that. Uh, inside out ride that they kind of like put in the um preview art like i want to know if that's going to be actually something that happens or not honestly i can't even recall what art you're talking about where was uh, the this ride um, supposed to be at 
So it was supposed to be kind of in the in the uh, the furthest part. Uh, say you're walking down Pixar Pier um, from uh, the Incredicoaster now, and you're going towards like uh, the Silly Symphony Swings, right? It was okay. going to be. It was going to be right before the Silly Symphony swings within like the loop, the curve of the Incredicoaster in that kind of like pocketed area where like I think the smoking section used to be. And also they do meet and greets for Toy Story characters like Buzz and, and Jesse and Woody. Yeah, that's where um, they had the the Malibu jumper. Is that what was it called back in the day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I th- so in the concept art, there was like uh what looked like um, the uh, kind of like wh- where all the memories are stored and in inside out, you know, the big columns with each orb. Yeah, the yellow orbs or the golden orbs. Yeah, like whatever emotion orb it was, it looked like that. And then but but nobody could like verify like what the ride type was going to be and if it's actually going to be under construction after Pixar Pier opens. But it's in the concept art. So. Okay, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. But I feel like if they do do um, an inside out ride, like in that area, like it'd have to be vertical because like there's really not that much room right there to do anything else. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. It would have to be some sort of vertical, maybe up and down spinning ride, something. But if they did that, like I, I wish um, or I hope that they do it um, and gear it towards like more for like the uh, like the adult like you know uh, guests that go. Because, because right, yeah. like right down the road, they have that that jellyfish one that goes up and down, you know. So I don't think it would be, um, or it'd make that much sense to do another uh, kid ride, quote unquote. Um, that's exactly the same. Yeah, definitely. I, I I see where you're going there, and I I totally get it. Like the jumping jellyfish are definitely for you know a little bit more smaller children, where this could be for the big kids. <laughs> Question: Have you been on the jumping jellyfish? I have. I think I went on the jumping jellyfish last maybe four years ago, I think. <laughs> okay, Loki, I've been on that ride once and it's um it's like pretty intimidating because it goes like, you know, higher than, than it looks, you know, like when you're up there it feels uh pretty scary. Yeah, and it jerks you like it goes up and then goes down and then jumps up and then goes down. Okay. All right, just had to get that out that out of the way. So Pixar Pier, it's so crazy, too, because like you, you think about like we're like probably like the halfway point for this uh, Pixar Fest that we're in right now. And finally, um, Pixar Pier's opening, which still confuses me, but I get that they wanted to like, you know, maximize and hype up Incredibles 2 and just the amount of traffic that um, that pier is going to get is going to be insane um, since Pixar Fest has been going on. Um, it's it crazy to think that uh, it's almost over because uh, Pixar Fest ends in September, and right after that, um, they're going to start rolling in Halloween. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of the hype there's going to be for Pixar Pier like after the after Pixar Fest ends, and then we start getting into Halloween time. And even if they have plans to kind of decorate it Halloween you know just like they do with cars land um but i i have this crazy feeling that like you know f- because it's summer because it's still pixar pier fest until september or sorry pixar fest until september and then pixar pier fest is opening up this next weekend like dca is going to be crazy <laughs> like it's going to be packed 
And I think both sides of the park are just going to be nuts this whole summer. Which I'm definitely not looking forward to. I, um, I like question myself sometimes when I'm like walking down main street and, um, it's like, you know, summer weather now and I'm surrounded by like a million tourists. I just question myself. I'm like, why am I here? I, I should be doing something else. This is definitely a zoo. Yeah, it definitely gets overbearing when you're walking down Main Street, like a place that you remember, like, you know, from your childhood or from your teenage years or even from a few years ago, walking down and it just being empty for the most part and just get to getting to experience like the nostalgia and also the, you know, the construction art that went into making it. And nowadays it's just like packed full of people like sardines and you're just like, why, why, why am I here again? Yeah, like I remember um, when I first had my pass. So I, I got my pass like literally the year before I moved out here. And I, I remember back in the day, there was a legit slow season that the locals like me and you uh, would look forward to. And these days, there's no such thing as a slow season. No, there's no slow season at Disneyland at all. It's always there's always something going on or it's always packed to like. I know, like, I remember, like, when I was going to Disneyland in high school, like, mid-2000s, late-2000s, and just, like, going, even on, like, a random day, like, even on weekends, too, and just being like, oh, there's nobody here. Like, we get to ride everything. Like, I think I went on uh, Tower of Terror. Shout out to Tower of Terror. But shout out to Guardians, too. It's a great ride. I went on Tower of Terror, like, 20 times in a row one day. Like, just keep getting off, going on, getting off, going on, no line. Yeah, I remember um, back in the day, um, I had this uh, girlfriend that I used to go to Disneyland with. Um, like, I had like this weird split schedule where I was off uh, Tuesdays and Sundays. So um, I don't know why, but or it was, it was it was Monday nights. So Monday nights going into Tuesday, that was like our day um, to go to Disneyland. Like we both get off work, and then we would just like spend the evening in the park. And I remember like um, distinctively like one night we rode. 18 rides with no handicap pass no fast pass we literally were able to walk on 18 rides in one night see that's unheard of nowadays yeah like okay dude let's go back to me and you on saint patrick's day when we rode everything at disneyland but we had to use um max pass you know we went we got there rope drop and then we finished at like 4 p.m and that was only um, because we had max pass. Like there was no way we were gonna be able to do it with just um, normal fast passes or just walking onto the rides. Yeah, no way. Like without max pass, we would have like not been done, or maybe been done like right when the park w- would have closed, like at twelve. Um, yeah, like because. I mean, I think I remember like, you know, the lines were pretty normal as far as normal goes nowadays. Like Space Mountain was completely packed. Uh, the All the big rides were just nuts. And we got all the max passes for the big rides, like specifically for that reason. And we were just able to hop on. Yeah, uh, we're going to do it again um, this upcoming or not this upcoming next year when um, St. Patrick's Day comes around. Uh, but Felix, uh, since he's like a more into going to Disneyland now, he said that he wanted to try to do it um, with us. Um, so we're gonna have to try to plan uh, like a uh, I guess like a warm up leading into um, St. Patrick's Day because by the time that happens, uh, we're gonna have like a bunch of new rides open. I think right. Yeah, 
I think isn't Star Wars land supposed to be open? No, honestly, I th- since the last time we talked about it, um, they officially announced that Star Wars land is going to open in June. That's why. Oh, I, okay. Th- that's why all the passes are. I'm um, getting those new blackout dates uh, next year right. in June to um, to ease with the crowds um, of next summer, which is crazy because. Um, like I said um, earlier, uh, Pixar Fest, we're like halfway through um, and then we're about to roll into Halloween and then that's going to roll into um, Christmas and then, you know, New Year's and then Valentine's Day. And then, you know, obviously like all the little holidays that um, Disney celebrates. But I, I wonder if um, like after the holidays from that stretch to summer, like if they're going to try to roll out like another big um, like themed event before star wars or maybe they'll just do like um just like a big push and just start star wars early Uh, like what do you think disney is up their sleeves um i don't know if they would do it but i think what would be pretty cool i mean it would obviously create a whole bunch of like craziness at the parks and just it would be packed but if they started doing um galactic nights like they do at orlando but at disneyland for the opening of star wars land um so for people like me um i have no idea what a galactic night is can you please explain that for us oh okay so um in florida in orlando at walt disney world they do um once a year and they usually try to line it up with like celebration for the most part i think but they do these things called star wars galactic nights at uh disney's hollywood studios and they do like these crazy giant events where they get like act, uh, actors um, from the movies of Star Wars to come out and like just hang out and do like it's almost like a con, but like a Star Wars con at Hollywood Studios. It's really cool. And are guests like encouraged to dress up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like dre- uh, guests can dress up as like their favorite Star Wars characters. Um, they do special themed like food, obviously they have, you know, um, they do like panels with actors, uh, from the movies and actresses. Um, and they just get to like talk about like, you know, every, everything they've done in star Wars, not just the movies, obviously, but like all the shows, all the movies, even like, I think they get like on kind of, uh, smaller days, they get like comic book, um, writers and, and creators out there as well. Um, and it's just like this huge event out in at uh, Hollywood Studios. Okay, so uh, that actually reminds me. Um, so Disneyland had their Star Wars night, um, and then I remember because uh, I follow Raven, she uh, was posting that she was at something um, in Hollywood Studios. Like I, I remember her posting videos of like every like um, Star Wars character that they've ever had in the park, like walk down like the main walkway in Hollywood studios, like literally like everybody, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, they even had Darth Maul come out, Captain Phasma, like tons of like the um, stormtroopers came out. And then I remember uh, they changed over um, the Aerosmith coaster, but I'm not sure what they changed it to or what they called it, but they changed it to some sort of Star Wars themed coaster. What? Yeah, I had no idea that they did that. Like, obviously, that's for like May the Fourth or around May the Fourth. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that Uh, sounds cool. Yeah. So, um, do you think? Obviously, that I I guess since I'm, you don't know about that, or you didn't know about that. Is that something like newer? 
Um, you know, I don't know just because I've, you know, I've only recently been to Florida to go to Walt Disney world. Um, like the past six months, like I've went there for the first time and I haven't, I hadn't really researched a whole lot of stuff until we planned on going there. Um, my wife and I, so I didn't know that that was like a, if it's a regular thing or not that they do, I would imagine it's something they do at Hollywood studios for May the 4th, but I don't know how long they've been doing things like that. Okay. I'll have to do more research, but I'm actually excited. Um, uh, cross my fingers. I find out, uh, either Monday or Tuesday if I, um, have the approved time off to go to Disney world in October. Yes. Yes, dude. You gotta go. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Like all signs are pointing to, uh, me getting the time off. I just have to get it in writing. So I like have like I'm like like nervous, have my fingers crossed because um, like I've only been to Disney World once and I'm, I've been like dying to go back because since I've been like I went like two years ago and since then um, there's been like so many new things that have um, opened up and I want to experience all that new stuff. Yeah, dude, it's fun and it's like it's a completely different experience from what we're used to out here on the West Coast for sure. But it's but it's not like. I wouldn't say it's worse or better. It's just different and it's, it's really cool. I mean, you know, you've been there before, but I mean, it's just really, it's a fun place. And like, yeah, Lexi and I really want to go back like really badly. We actually even <laughs> looked into potentially moving out there before we moved here to Anaheim from San Diego. We were like looking like, okay, I know Lexi can get a job uh, pretty easily out there since she's been a cast member for years, but I would have to find a job out there that would like be comparable to, you know, what we could afford out there. So, but it ended up, ended up didn't happening, but would you um, be down to work for the mouse? (sighs) Yes. In the right position. So I would want a salary job, like right out the gate, like because of, my experience in, in the things that they would offer. So I've actually, um, I've applied for jobs with Disney. Um, and I actually, uh, had an interview to, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever told you this cause this was a few like, uh, months back. I had an interview or years back actually, cause we've been trying to move out here for a while. Um, I, I had an interview to become the Marvel studios warehouse manager and I would be logistically handling everything for Marvel coming in and out of the warehouse. And I ended up not getting the job, but like every day I'm just like, what if I had that job? That would be freaking amazing. <laughs> dude, that's freaking wild. I didn't even know like that kind of position existed. Yeah, dude. So it's warehouse manager of all, all like, you know, Marvel's warehouse. So it's only Marvel things. So like, imagine me like having to like find out the logistics of sending I don't know the infinity gauntlet out to like <laughs> to shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, like my, my thing was like, um, I don't know if you remember, uh, like it was like years ago when Dr. Strange was coming out. Um, they did this promo where they actually had, um, his spell book in the window at the magic shop. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I remember, uh, obviously cause, um, we, uh, know people in Disneyland. I got tipped off that, that night, um, Marvel was coming in and it was a big deal because it was because um, at that time they had already gotten rid of everything Marvel in Disneyland and shot it over to DCA. So the fact that they were doing this, um, it was even like a huge promotion. It was just um, them throwing a prop in the window and they had a little signage that said Doctor Strange. 
um, it was like kind of a big deal. So I got tipped off on it and, um, it was in the window with that thing that spins, you know, you know, people go and just like stare at it for like 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. And then I walk by and I'm like, Oh crap. I totally forgot. I didn't realize that they were looking at that, but I know it's there all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, that's the window that they had the book in. They had the book right underneath it. So, um, I remember, uh, I went into the park the day that they put it in and, it looked like nobody even knew that the book was there because people were still going up to the window, just staring at the spinny thing. Um, but then I was there with my buddy Ben and I remember I made him like take like a bunch of pictures of me, like posing different ways. And people were like looking at me like I was a weirdo, but I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, look, there's a doctor strange prop from the movie literally right here in Disneyland. Like this, um, you know, is like unheard of for like a new, uh, Marvel Disney movie to come out and have a, a, a prop in Disneyland because normally at that point everything had been put in DCA so it was just pretty crazy that's wild I had no idea they did that yeah um, I'll, I'll have to dig up the the pictures that I have from it and I'll send them to you yeah because it's not like they were like promoting it hardcore right it was kind of just like a little secret thing or what yeah, yeah, because like even the the sign to like let you know that it was from Doctor Strange was like this small rectangled plaque. It was not even huge, and there was no like extra frills or anything. It was just a book on like a little stand. Yeah, was it on the was it the book on the page to learn how to do the time spell? No, no, the the um from my memory the the, the book was closed. Oh, okay. That would have been wild if they had it like opened on that, you know, on that page where Doctor Strange is like finding out how to reverse time with the time stone and everything like that. Yeah, I feel like they could have done more or like I feel like they should do more with Doctor Strange because um, he's such an important character to the MCU and like um, his movie coming out like opened up like the multiverse so yeah I, I yeah feel like he's like way more important and they're not really giving him too much shine even though he's um uh been in dca walking around more recent yeah which is really cool like i didn't i didn't notice him before i didn't actually i didn't know they had the character there and then i like you know from hanging out with you and felix and like kind of getting more prone to to marvel um in my own way in my own way i noticed it and i was like oh that's so cool and I, honestly, Doctor Strange, like the movie, I um, I was really surprised. Like I was pretty I was pretty amped on the movie from all the previews that they had and, and it kind of coming into play. And also <laughs> it's kind of a side note, but like I, I'm not I'm not huge into the comics like you and, and Felix and some other people are. But like, I, you know, I follow them through uh, through my own ways of just like uh, researching what has happened in the comics versus the MCU and things like that. But there was this cartoon that I used to love watching called The Venture Brothers. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was on Adult Swim. I've, honestly, I've only heard it because you mentioned it to me. Okay. So so there's this character that's based off Doctor Strange in the show, and he's hilarious. Like, it's it's basically, you know, just taking the big, funny, kind of elaborate, flamboyant um, characteristics of Doctor Strange and putting it into this character. And I got really big into Doctor Strange because of the character. So that's when I started researching and kind of getting more into it. And also the the effects in the movie Doctor Strange, like it, it reminded me a lot of um, uh, what was that movie with um, Tom Hardy and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Inception. Yes. So the way that they had the buildings move and everything 
reminded me of Inception, and I just loved the effects of the both of those movies. Yeah, I honestly don't want to watch Inception to this day because it still like hurts my head to try to like process everything. <laughs> yeah, but shout out. Is he in? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. What, what were you saying? I was, I was like, is he in his mind? Is he not in his mind? What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I'm gonna have to watch it now so we can uh, further elaborate on what's really going on. Yeah, but shout outs to um, what's her name in Doctor Strange, uh, Rachel McAdams. Was that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I have um, a huge crush on her. She does not have any social media, which is so crazy. Um, I wish she did so I could uh, stay updated on her Instagram. But I uh, like her a lot. She's a great actress. Very fine um, at what she does. Very skilled definitely yeah i like her i like i like when she does comedies too it's funny She's yes funny. uh she was in game night have you seen game night no only i've only heard about it because of you i <laughs> still need to see it oh my god that movie is so wild like honestly i didn't even think it would be that funny it was just something new that had come out so i figured i would just check it out and i liked it so much i'm not even lying i, I watched it two times in a row like i watched it finished it and i was like dude i have to watch that again um so like i spent like a saturday night watching game night back to back dude that's wild yeah it's good and jason bateman's great too but rachel mcadams dude yeah um okay real quick uh it's um it's five twenty right now I, I don't know if you are still good on time or if you want to call it here I mean, I'm I'm good to go a little bit longer if you're if you're still down. Yeah, for sure. I I just know that you um you have places to be, so I I don't want to keep you and make you late. Oh no no, it's all good. I'm planning on heading out at six, so that gives us I mean at least forty minutes. Oh wow, we're about to uh, set a record for J- the Jamie K podcast, the longest podcast ever. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, cool. We have like a good another forty minutes, so that's not bad. Okay. Um, one thing, uh, this always goes back to Disney. It's hard not to, but um, we were talking about uh, Pixar Fest. Um, what has been your favorite um, food item from the Pixar Fest? Dude, favorite food item? You can find it at the Corndog Castle. Uh, I believe the the full title of the Corndog, what is it? Is it um, temperamental, something temperamental Corndog? It's amazing. It's the best Corndog I've ever had inside the parks and plus the parks are the best corn dogs anyways on, on the planet earth in my opinion so it's amazing yeah um felix and i actually got into this uh, debate because he's just like i want a corn dog like let's go to the stage door cafe and i was like dude those corn dogs are different from the corn dog cart in front of plaza inn and he's like no they're not it's disneyland they're all the same and I'm not going to lie, like, I thought I was, like, bullshitting him, just giving him a hard time. But it turns out the corn dogs at the side um, side, side doors, right? Stage door? Um, the stage door. Yeah. Stage door, okay. Um, the corn dogs at the stage door cafe were different than the ones at the corn dog cart. And um, one of, the, like, the big tells was the, the corn dog stick was super short. And, um, you know, Felix is, like, a foodie. So that was the first thing he noticed. He was just like, wait why is this stick smaller? And like I, in my head, I'm like, okay, I guess I was right. So like, I just like went with it. I'm like, dude, I told you 
I was like, this is what you need to do. Like, you need to save that stick, and then we need to go to the cart and buy a corn dog, and we can um, compare um, to figure out like what's really going on. But he, he didn't want to do that because he was like super stuffed. But it was crazy because like I was looking at this stick, and it looked like um, like just a normal like corn dog that you would get from like uh, Wiener Schnitzel, you know, like just a small corn dog. But the ones at the corn dog castle and the corn dog cart are like huge. Yeah. So like the the sticks at the at the side door, they're more of like, kind of like a popsicle stick almost. Yeah. Right. De- they're kind yeah, of flat. Yeah, definitely flat. Yeah, but the ones at the at the at the corn dog the the wagon, they're like yeah, they're circular and they're long and they're almost like skewers. They have a, a sharp point at one end. Right. So, yeah. No. No. For sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. But so does that mean so they are different then, right? The the ones from the side the stage door and the wagon yes i i am not 100 percent sure about the wagon and corn dog castle though i think those are the are the same okay but the yeah. taste is still different to me could it could it be the the oil that they use potentially honestly i don't even know i'm just kind of throwing that out there yeah what it's about all... you what's been your favorite food at the uh, pixar pier or pixar fest okay so like my favorite food um if I'm going to be honest, my favorite food, um, like if I want like a meal for sure, that corn dog is the, the way to go. I feel like you get so much action from that corn dog and I feel like it's brilliant that they actually, you know, stepped out of the box and did something different because I can't think of anywhere that's ever served anything like that. You know, three different, um, you know, tastes and one corn dog. It's, you know, crazy to even think about. But if I had to like pick one thing that I'd want to just like eat like over and over again, um, it'd have to be that cake. Like everybody um, is kind of down on the cake. They just say that it just looks cool. But I feel like that cake is um, pretty over the top with all the different flavors that it um, gives you. Yes, you've been telling me about it. I haven't tried it yet and I'm still skeptical about it, even though you've been like 100 with it, like you've been talking it up a lot. So maybe soon, one of these days when it I can get in still, um, we'll have to go and try it because you said it's because it, I had no idea it was three different flavors until you said like, yeah, it's three different cake flavors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because people look at it and they're like, oh, like it's just food coloring. Like it's just a sponge cake. But no, like it's three legit different flavors on top of the like I'm not a fan of like butter frosting. I prefer whipped frosting. But um, this cake is so good. It has butter frosting that I actually enjoy that uh, I won't scrape off and just leave it to the side. I actually um, think it's important to eat that with the cake to get the right flavors. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I want to know who came up with that. If it was the central bakery um, for Disneyland or if they did an outside kind of uh, pastry chef for that one. Do you think Lexi would know? I feel like she has some insider information. Yeah, she would probably she could probably figure it figure it out. I can ask her and then give you give you the uh, the lowdown so you can talk about it on on another podcast if you'd like. Yeah, I would definitely like that information. I, I love getting yeah. uh, information from things that happen behind closed doors. Definitely, man. I kind of wish I I I I miss the days of Lexi still working at the Central Bakery, and I know she does too. 
but like it was uh, she would get a lot of kind of uh, underground inside information that was coming through because not only just like the pastries and stuff that was coming out but like they put a lot of like future kind of decorations or new things in that parking lot where she would park right next to the central bakery okay um i don't even know where the central bakery is where where is that located Okay, so the Central Bakery, and it's the bakery that is centralized for the parks, both parks and all the hotels. Um, it is located right next to the parking structure, the Mickey and Friends parking structure, um, uh, but like just north of the parking structure. Um, so if you're like going into the parking structures for the first time and you're about to go underneath it, it would be towards the right of the structure, wait, just past, just past the structure. Wait, I'm confused. Going underneath it. You don't go underneath the parking structure. What are you talking about? Yeah. So like when you're first entering the parking structure to kind of go underneath the parking structure and then give your, your oh, pass yes. or pay. Okay. So you're talking about like, like Chippendale level. Yeah, Chippendale level, but past it. So it's it's not technically in the structure. It's just next to it. I'm trying to think. I don't I don't know any buildings that are next to it. Yeah, there is. So like next, so I know you haven't been parking at the structure as as of late. But the next time you are at the structure, just walk north. Wait, are, and then the, you'll. Is, is, sorry, is those, go ahead. Those green buildings. No, 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 no. So those those are on the other side of the of the structure or of the street. Those are near like the TDA uh, cast member parking structure. You're talking okay. about like the weird green painted buildings that you can see from the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like a smaller building. So um, you can see it uh, if you are coming from like if you're on Ball Road and you're going towards like the structure to take the left onto Disneyland Drive. Oh, okay. If you so, keep so, go, yeah. Okay, so that if you side keep, of ball. Yeah, so if you keep going straight on ball to, uh, towards west on ball, and you um, you can take like a left into like this like kind of weird um, cul-de-sac-y almost looking uh, street to the left. That's actually where the cast members enter to park right there. If you're um, in the central bakery. So you can actually walk over and see it from there as well. So okay, so it's obviously right across the street from that. Uh, there's a neighborhood right there on the backside. Yeah. Okay, and is the Central Bakery can like like a guest just walk in there, or is it like super secure? So you used to be able to walk through there, but now it's very much more secure. You have to have a cast member, um, you know, your cast member ID and things like that to get through there. Okay, because that's where they store a bunch of. Uh, future upcoming props yeah sometimes so like they'll like when they're getting ready for say like decorating halloween they'll put some props over there in the parking lot um or like that's how i first found out about um for pixar fest the up house that they use during the um, fireworks show like way before pixar fest even like was marketing anything like that so it was just chilling in that random lot yeah, I mean, there was a tarp over it, but obviously you can tell what it is from like because they don't tarp the whole thing over. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So I definitely wish uh, Lexi could still be at the bakery, but just, you know, life happens and she moved down to San Diego with me and then we obviously came back. But now she's back at the parks and she's loving it. So um, hopefully they'll, you know, she'll keep loving it so we can still get some sort of insider information a little bit. But um, speaking of which, 
Um, I know when Star Wars Land finally opens up, they're going to be doing cast member previews. And I'm not sure the logistics anymore, but I know previously when they would do cast member previews, you could bring friends. So I'm going to try and go with Lexi. I can see if I can get you an in for that. That would be amazing because I know yeah. um, I, I've been hounding uh, Johnny about it, but he has his uh, his wife who obviously um, gets priority over me. So um, if you could somehow swing that, I would be totally down and more than willing to go. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, as time goes on, I mean, obviously they're not going to be talking about it yet, but we'll see what we can get into as time for- proceeds. Um, did Lexi sign that beam that the cast members were able to sign like the highest beam in star Wars land? So she wasn't able to sign it, but a lot of, because she wasn't working at the central bakery at the time that they were signing, but because of all her friends, one of her good, good friends signed her name as well as my name on that beam. So we're forever immortalized in star Wars land. And was that only for um, cast members in the Central Bakery or was that for open to like all the cast members in the parks? Uh, I'm not sure as far as how many cast members got to do it, but I know it wasn't just Central Bakery cast members. There were other cast members that got to sign that. Damn, that's awesome. You're yeah, you're going to be there whenever um, Disneyland gets bombed. We can find that beam and your name will be there. I know, man. It'll say Alexi and Garrett, 2000 and. 17 18 2017 i think i think they put it it was kind of like a wedding present almost they're like here's here's your names that's awesome uh yeah obviously i was kidding about disneyland getting bombed but that's so sick that you guys are going to be there in there forever yeah it's kind of surreal i always kind of rethink about it and be like wow like yeah we're we're there like you know it might not it might not be known by everybody but you know that it's there yeah, I want one of those um, those bricks on the outside. You can still you can still put in for those, can't you? Or are they start starting to stop that? I didn't know. Send me a link. I will buy one literally right now. It's gonna say Orange County Straight Edge Forever. <laughs> All right, I'll look into it because I I know that uh, Lexi was gonna do it with her cast member friends back in the day. Uh-huh. But they never ended up doing it. So I'll see. I'll, maybe I'll dig in to see if they're still um, doing new tiles or not. Yeah. Because, like, obviously they're always like doing construction in the center. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to just, you know, slip in one, t- like, one new tile. Yeah. And on that note, why are they always like putting up cones around the central? Like, is it still a compass? I, I think they change it every now and then. Like, I don't okay. know what it is right now because, to be honest, I always just um, ignore that part because there's, there's always, yeah. like, people right there sitting down because it's not, like, that uh, the hard brick. It's, like, smooth. Yeah, it's, like, smooth. Uh, I think there's a little bit of tile. There's a little bit of, like, yeah, other materials there. Do you remember um, – this was a few years back when <laughs> – I think it was like still on the hype of Frozen and it was like summertime and they brought that giant sand sculpture of Olaf into the middle of that thing. No, I'm trying to remember. No, I don't remember that sand sculpture. It was huge. It was like a giant sand sculpture of Olaf and it said like, you know, something about like summer um, and sun and warmth. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. 
I remember the first time I ever saw um, Frozen's presence in the park. Um, it was, I remember it was like late at night and we were walking through Fantasyland. Um, and it's that store, um, like to the right of, uh, Pinocchio. Do you know what I'm talking about? To the right of Pinocchio? Yeah. So say you're standing looking at Pinocchio. It's that building. It's like the last like storefront on the right. Yeah, in between in between Pinocchio and what is now is it still the Red Rose Tavern? Yeah, it's still the Red Rose. Yeah, that little shop. It used to be the meet and greet for Anna and Elsa, right? Exactly. So I remember um, it was late at night. Um, they had Olaf on the roof. He was sleeping, and uh, they actually had um, him snoring over the speakers. You could hear him snoring. <laughs> and it was before the movie had come out and um, it was before they even did the meet and greets. I think they just put him there to try to raise awareness that Frozen was coming out. Dang, that's wild. I didn't realize that that was before the movie came out because I do remember that Olaf and he would sometimes sleep or sometimes he would be awake. Yeah. And then um, then they they had the meet and greet, which is crazy to think that um, Frozen was like that powerful that they were able to get their own meet and greet in fantasy land yeah a place where they like barely do any changes ever and if it is a change it has to do with like the original you know princesses the ogs yeah but then um they got moved to dca which i'm like not too happy about because i i definitely missed um the that zoetrope that used to sit there in the back yeah that zoetrope was crazy it was like obviously it's a zoetrope so it's like you know kind of strobe lighting what's happening with the figure each time to make like a whole you know a, a whole motion um but uh yeah that thing was crazy and then now you used to exit through animation academy that way too remember yeah like you're able to like go through and like do the the voices remember there would be like karaoke you could sing along to the songs and they would change your voice yes the ursula part of the sorcerer's workshop that that that, i forgot about that man yeah because now if you go through the sorcerer's workshop the furthest you can get is beast library and then you have to just make your way through back the way the same way you came yeah yeah i totally forgot about that yeah it was yeah it's such an inconvenience now that you have to like backtrack because um it was better when you could just loop because um yeah now there's like more traffic when you try to exit and um it's not as smooth yeah definitely not as smooth so maybe they should move them somewhere else or get back change the exit somehow um where could they work yeah because it, it seems kind of like a waste to do um like a random like dedicated meet and greet right there what they should have done is um over at the royal hall in disneyland you know how um there's like the two static princesses and then there's like the random third one that rotates in and out yeah over at the fantasy fair yeah like why couldn't they have just had Anna and elsa as like the third princesses yeah but, and you get like you know you get you get two for one basically because they'll both be there and it would be super easy to handle yeah, because it's always um, Snow White and Cinderella, and then the third one rotates. The only ones that I've seen are Tatiana and Ariel. Yeah, I've only seen Ariel since I've started going. 
Okay. I was waiting for Prince Sora to come in, but never did. Yeah, or Princess Baymax. Dang. <laughs> and and I, I feel bad for um that newer princess. What is her name? Elena of whatever. Oh, from the show. I guess honestly, I, I don't even know where she's from. Yeah, so that's a that's a, like a Disney um, TV show. I, I forget if it's Disney XD or Disney or proper or uh, Disney Junior. Or is it Disney Junior still? I couldn't even tell you. I can't remember the last time I actually watched the Disney Channel. Yeah, I think the last time I watched the Disney Channel was like for Drake and Josh. Oh no, that's Nickelodeon. What am I talking about? What? Maybe like an original movie. <laughs> okay. Whatever. But yeah, she gets I don't know. and she gets put out yeah. in the sun. Yeah, hardcore in the sun. Yeah, but I wish that. Yeah, ahead. I wish they had. I I wish they had Rapunzel there because it's like basically themed Rapunzel. Yeah, like it's for the so, whole like the. It's like so disrespectful because they have her tower as a centerpiece. She's really right there. Um, you know, she has her own play that happens throughout the day, but you can't meet her. Yeah, which is a letdown. Like that was a that's that's a fail in my book yeah because the only time i can think about uh or the times that you see rapunzel is during um the magical map uh, her play that's right there at the fantasy fair um and then also she's in uh paint the night yeah which yeah they need more rapunzel i'm like i'm a huge tangled fan so i'm kind of biased but yeah they need more rapunzel um yeah but does she ever have like a meet and greet because I know I, I've seen Flynn Rider walk around, but I can't remember if I've ever seen just like legit Rapunzel. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever met Rapunzel at Disneyland. I've definitely met her at um, the Magic Kingdom, though. Okay. And um, was it like movie, like just the normal blonde hair Rapunzel, or was it like the final form where she has her short hair? No, no, it was so it was long hair when the kids kind of braided it up to like that thick braid. Yeah, that was the Rapunzel that we got to meet. Okay, that's awesome. That's like one thing I was actually talking about um, with my buddy Steve. Uh, One of his favorite things to do when he goes to the park is he loves taking pictures with the characters. And um, that's never really been like my main focus. And I was telling him how when I went to Disney World, I can't think of one character that I took a picture with really yeah 100 percent. i don't think i ever took a picture that's crazy because okay so uh, here on the west coast it's definitely like you know character meet and greets are cool and, and all but it's not pushed as much as like the attractions but over at walt disney world they are all about the character meet and greets over there like crazy lines to meet like every character okay yeah i feel like like i was there for like honestly two weeks straight and I feel like we got like like a good feel of the parks. We rode like all the like you know good attractions. But I feel like this. Um, hopefully, I'm like already getting ahead of myself. But I feel like uh, when I go in October, um, I'm gonna see like a different side of the park. Like I'm gonna try to do the things that I didn't do when I was there on, on my last trip. Yeah, definitely. So do more of the meet and greets because they have really really cool meet and greets, especially at different parts of the different um uh parks so like i remember we were in epcot and we went to um china the china pavilion and we got to like do this sweet really cool meet and greet with mulan and like you never see mulan as a character 
at Disneyland except for mainly like the magical map and that's it. Like you never do a meet and greet with her or anything like that. Okay, wait, hold up. Um, which Mulan was it? Was it a uh, Kimono Sexy Mulan or was it like um, Warrior Mulan? It was Kimono Sexy Mulan. Okay, that's awesome. And I don't mean to objectify her, but um, I actually love Mulan a lot. Yeah, so it was really, really cool. And it was in this cool part of the pavilion where like, um, it's kind of like this open air dome almost made out of like this really cool architecture like very very reminiscent of like old old chinese um buildings so and it was just very cool like it was almost surreal like i remember still walking in there for the first time be like this is crazy yeah i'm trying to remember um that pavilion because i I definitely stopped by there because i remember um when we were hitting epcot we obviously spent um time in each little uh, country and I remember we went inside this building and they had um, a, a model of Shanghai Disney because this was like right when the park opened. Yeah, I think they still had that up when we went. But yeah, I remember that they had like the costumes for the cast members at the different areas that they would wear and like little models of like the different lands and rides and attractions and then um, like preview art and stuff like that. Yeah, at some point, um, I want to do an international uh, Disney trip because I've had so many friends go to like all the different parks. And um, obviously, I love Disney like so much. Um, my dream vacation is to go to Tokyo and go to Disney out there. But I, I want to save that for like a special time in my life because um, I don't want to go now and, uh, you know, feel um, that my life is like so fulfilled. Um, so I, w- I want to save it for a later point in my life, but I really want to hit up, uh, like Paris was on the list, but the fact that, um, Disney world's getting the only ride that I wanted to go on out there, um, the Ratatouille coaster, uh, shout out to Remy. Um, I don't really feel like, like a, a big need to go out there. Like I, it'd be cool to go at some point, but I don't, it's not high on my list anymore. Um, but definitely, uh, Tokyo's high up there. Uh, Shanghai for sure just because it's the newest park and then I, I definitely want to hit up a uh, Hong Kong to experience like all their Marvel stuff out there yeah that is wild and crazy we we want to do that too um, Lexi and I for us we definitely want to hit up Disney Paris like that's pretty high on our list and then Shanghai and Tokyo um, and Disney Sea as well in Japan so did you see the expansion that they're doing for Disney Sea uh, Wait, which which expansion? Because I so I, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say that I, I saw some of the stuff that they um uh, talked about it. Uh, the most recent D twenty three. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that was it or not because I literally just saw this the other day. Okay. Um, tell me about it. But it's so it's gonna be. I think it's like three three expansions on themed areas and then one giant hotel. Um, let me dig into this a little bit more just cause I know I just want to be like, I want to verify that this is like correct. Okay. Speaking, um, of, um, speaking of themed hotels real quick while you look that up, um, you know, we're getting a new hotel in downtown Disney. That's why they're shutting down like ESPN zone, getting rid of the theater, um, Earl sandwich, you know? Yeah. Um, I uh, heard that it's supposed to be like a themed hotel. I don't know if you know anything about that one. 
So I know that they want to, what they want is they want a four diamond hotel there. So it's going to be even more like more fancier, I guess, if if that's a a, a okay word to use than um, the grand. And it's going to be like really expensive and super nice. Um, Yeah. Like you said, they're going to take out Earl of Sandwich, ESPN Zone, um, the movie theater, and I think Rainforest Cafe as well. Did you say both all four of those? Oh, I actually um, forgot about Rainforest. Yeah. So they're going to take out Rainforest, too, and then they're going to build the hotel there. And then apparently like the first floor or like the, you know, the main walkways are going to be like a shopping area, like almost like a like a very like very nice shopping area to add to to downtown Disney, as well as adding the the hotel on top of it. Okay, that's interesting. I remember thinking like how cool it would be if um, as like a themed hotel, since um, we're like right around the corner from Star Wars land, if they did like a Star Wars hotel. Yeah, that's the rumor. And I know that they 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 said that they're going to get a Star Wars themed hotel in Orlando, but we're not 100 percent sure if we're going to get the Star Wars themed hotel out here. Um, and I, and I, I don't think that's the case because they want it to be a four diamond hotel here out here. Like so it's going to be more of like a classic, like a classy hotel, maybe not have like a huge theme or if it is themed, it's more of like a I don't know more fashionable theme i guess i mean star wars is pretty fashionable among like pop pop culture obviously but like you know what i mean yeah my dream okay so here like obviously like i don't know how these things work behind the scenes but uh there's always been talk of them demolishing paradise pier hotel and using that property and the entire parking lot as like a third park have you heard about that yeah, I've heard about that, and that was that was a rumor that I heard that was going to be Marvel Land, but now it's obviously Bugs Bugs Land is going to be where all their Marvel stuff is. But um, but yeah, I've always heard that before. Yeah. Okay. So so do that. Flatten that out. Um, nobody has to lose their job because you put all those employees that was in Paradise Pier, move them to the Four Diamond. Boom! Everybody gets a pay raise. It's all good in the hood. And then now we have this like you know new land for like a. Uh, obviously like a new expansion and then disney could go crazy and just give us some like crazy um like hybrid of like thrill rides and like family friendly stuff but um i I just don't know what it could be since uh the big rumor was that it was going to be marvel and they've kind of kind of boxed themselves in with marvel in dca um what do you think uh they could fill that area with if they were to flatten the hotel I guess it would be dependent upon if they are going to buy out Fox 20th Century Fox still. So I know a big deal of that is still Marvel, but another uh, another inclusion of that is a lot of other properties. Don't um, say Simpsons. I'm not going to say Simpsons, but something from 20th Century Fox that's as big as like Simpsons. And there's not a whole lot, but I don't think they would ever do a Simpsons themed something because obviously Universal still has, you know, Springfield at both of their parks. Um, But something from 21st. But here, but I I don't know if 21st is going to go through or not because NBC Comcast just made a counter offer to 20th Century Fox for some like crazy amount of money. Yeah, it was 60 billion dollars. Yeah, it's like, come on. Wow, um, but, uh, but 
Honestly, I think it's really interesting that you are um, you're thinking non Disney stuff. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, they obviously they have Disneyland, or they could do something along the lines of like Hollywood Studios. You know, make it more about like how they make movies. No, that's whack. They already did that. It, it wasn't successful. Yeah, but I mean, what else are they going to do? What else do they have up their sleeve? You know, I can't think of anything. Um, th- this is what they're going to do. They're going to um. So, so check this out. They have um, Pixar Pier right, right there, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so successful that they're going to finally build that underground tunnel that everybody's been rumored about, and they're going to expand it, and it's going to be um, Pixar Pier will lead right into Pixar Land. Dang, you're talking about um, Wally. We have a Wally ride. No, maybe that would be no. That'd be really cool. A Wally ride based off of I don't know what part of Wally. Maybe the spaceship that they're all on. No, this is going to be from Wally Two. Because <laughs> we, we got to think in the future, Garrett. So future. All right, all right. In the future, Wally Two is going to have already been released. So we're going to have a Wally Two ride. Um, all right. What else? Uh, was uh, Bolt Pixar? Uh, you know what? I'd have to double check because I think that was maybe one of their first computer-generated 3D Disney only. But it, I think it was Pixar actually. I'd have to double check. Okay, we can get Bolt because he's um, uh, he's so underrated. Yeah, I think a lot of people just got like disconnected because it was John Travolta. <laughs> Uh, you know that was before um you know uh those allegations came out um he's still a, a a good guy you know yeah um i mean as long as there's up stuff i'm down because up is my ultimate full-time favorite Dude, i didn't so. even think about that we can get an up uh supreme scream style ride yes <laughs> oh my god or okay Dude. okay or, or check this out so everybody, um, so scratch uh, Pixar Land. Um, one thing uh, people complain about is um, Disneyland's being ruined. The nostalgia is going away. What if they do like um, like a like an ode to the older classic animation films, and they bring all the rides that we've been wanting, like um, an official Aladdin ride, a Lion King ride. A Hercules ride, uh, Pocahontas. You know, we can go down the river bend. Um, I don't know, something crazy like that. Here's what they could call it: they could call it '80s slash '90s nostalgia land. <laughs> I think that's a little. <laughs> uh, that, that's a mouthful. Um, that is. Or, I don't know. Or D- Disney Disney's Renaissance Land, because that was kind of a Renaissance era for Disney coming back. Okay. Or, but then it could be confused with Renaissance, like castles and dragons and knights. Or they go bold, and um, they pay respects to Disney Channel, um, and they bring like um, the Brink ride, uh, Xenon to the ride, Johnny Tsunami's um, ultra surf slash snowboarding uh, arcade. <laughs> And the smart house, the house. Yo, the the smart house (laughs) where there's going to be no trash cans in the house. Um, uh, You're going to be encouraged to throw all your garbage on the floor. (laughs) And then at the like the the 
the peak point of the ride is when the AI goes crazy and starts a tornado inside the house. Dude, give me, dude, give me ha- <laughs> Halloween Town Land. Think about that. Yes. Oh my god. Dude, are you serious, dude? Okay, we gotta trademark all this stuff. They're gonna try to steal our ideas. I know they're gonna be. Someone's listening right, you know, to the podcast right now, and they're like, "Oh, oh my god, I'm they're, a big league at Disney." Yeah, they're they're freaking um, writing it down in the notebook. Halloween Town Land. We got to get on that right now. <laughs> right now. Um, so so bringing it back to uh, Disney Sea, I came up, uh, I, I found it, and I just want to verify. So the th- the four different expansions is uh, expansions is one is going to be like a really nice hotel. Um, no major theme that I can like verify, but the other three land expansions, there's going to be a themed land of Neverland with oh. Captain Hook's pirate ship, okay. Skull Island, the Ooh. volcano, and the Lost Boys Fort. Damn. Okay. I'll clear up the, the, the lines <laughs> at Peter Pan. I, I'm, I'm yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Disney Sea is also going to get an expansion um, that's going to be an Arendelle themed oh, land. Oh, what? Dude. dude, yeah. I'm so, so into that. Have, I'm low, low key, the, like obsessed with Frozen. Dude, yeah. it's It looks, the, the concept art looks pretty cool. So they're going to have the castle, obviously. And then in the background, they're going to have the, the North Mountain with Elsa's Ice Castle and like all this crazy stuff. Okay, as long as um, I get Olaf and Sven. I'll be happy. You know they'll be there. Um, and then the third expansion is going to be a Tangled Rapunzel-themed expansion with her tower, the, uh, the what is that, the little tavern. Um, is it the little duckling or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, From yeah the movie. Like the, the, the big scary guys were. Yeah, and then I think the castle too, or at least like the city from where the castle's in is like a background. They better put us in a boat. I, I want to light some lanterns. I know. What if they did that? Like, what if they lit like lanterns or had like fake lanterns that it looked like in the sky every night? That'd be crazy. I'd be so into that. Yeah. Okay, Garrett. Um, this fun as uh, this has been, I actually have to go right now i have a very important um uh, dinner meeting that i have to attend to all right man no worries yeah this has been a freaking blast dude i'm not gonna lie like um it's almost been two hours where i get like the hour 40 mark um this has to be like a regular thing like like, i have to have you back on i i'm very very down and i would i would be so appreciative of it like i'm down we made a record jamie people said it couldn't be done right they always doubt us they always doubt us together um and we just uh, changed history all the time um this has definitely been fun i will definitely have you back on soon um this is going to be a new thing i i love having um guests on the podcast it's definitely um fun like obviously i love doing it by myself but it's way more fun with friends uh, so I'm very um, thankful that you're willing to come on and definitely looking forward to um, doing it more. Dude, most definitely. Um, I appreciate it being here and we have to do this again soon. Okay, real quick. Is there anything you want to plug before you leave? Um, I want to shout out to jamierk.com, jamierk podcast, first of all. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, yeah, no worries. Uh, number two, I want to shout out to my wife, Lexi, who is a cast member there at the parks. She works at DCA. Um, 
without her, I probably wouldn't have as much of a uh, Disney, be a Disney fan without her. I mean, obviously I went to Disneyland before I met her, but it just kind of grew from there. And then um, thirdly, I want to shout out to the Black Death Crew, which is a social charity that I'm in. We help out people um, through the love of Star Wars. So shout out to the Black Death Crew. That's awesome. Uh, had a lot of fun and looking forward to do this again. Once again, thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamie or K podcast. Always on time. See the light.